Welcome to season four of your next mission video podcast. Today, we're beginning a three-part series entitled Teaching Moments with Dr. Paul Lawrence. Over the next three weeks, we'll be talking about veterans' benefits, financial wellness, and education. We get so many questions from our viewers about how to access veteran benefits, so we thought it'd be appropriate to start there. Dr. Lawrence will tell us the best time to start learning about veterans' benefits, what those benefits actually are, and, and where to uh, find out about them. You won't want to miss it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to Your Next Mission video podcast, where we tell the stories of those who have served in the past and those who are serving today. From transition to financial wellness, VA benefits to mental health, we cover issues facing veterans, active military, and their families. Now here's your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilly. Hello out there, warriors, past and present, and your families, and thank you for your service to our great country. Now before we get started, I personally want to thank our presenting sponsors, Navy Federal Credit Union and Purdue University of Global for making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families, and as I always say, we love them too. As I said earlier, we have a, a great show for you today, focusing on veterans' benefits. And I'm so excited to introduce Dr. Paul R. Lawrence, businessman, author, past and veteran advocate, a former Undersecretary for Benefits at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Welcome to the show. Hey, great to be back with you, Sergeant Major. Well, thank you so much. We, you know, we have a lot to cover today, but before we do that, could you tell the audience just, you know, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Let's see. So I was raised in an Army family. My father was a career Army officer. Um, I did my time fulfilling my ROTC commitment. I left when I was a captain, but I did go to airborne school. So even though I was in the finance corps, you can't Hoo-ah. make too much fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, been most of my life as a consultant in and around Washington, D.C. to the federal government. I worked in accounting firms and technology firms. And then in 2018, uh, I was asked by the president to join the administration. So I served as the undersecretary of benefits from 18 until 21 when the administration changed. And since then, I've been writing books and getting out and talking about some of the things I've learned about, you know, what's available to veterans and do they understand it and how can we get better information to them? Well, my God, thank you for what you're doing for our veteran community. That's uh... You know, you're just not sitting back there. You're doing a lot of stuff that's helping a lot of people. I'm excited to get started with this three-part series with you to help provide some, you know, some really valuable information for our veterans and their families. And they're always struggling to get more information. So today we'll be talking about a very popular subject with uh, our veterans is uh, veterans benefits. When do you think the best time is to start learning about those benefits? Well, it's really interesting. Ideally, in a perfect world, veterans should learn about it when they join the service, right? So, you know, first thing people are asking, how much am I going to get paid? How do I get promoted and the like? But don't forget, Congress has, you know, set up these benefits as part of something veterans earn. So it's really important they understand it. They probably heard about the GI Bill. They might know about the home loan guarantee. But there are some other ones which the sooner you learn about them, the better you're able to begin to plan for your life after the service. So I would say sooner than sooner than later. Unfortunately, most people learn later, and it tends to be done in a rush, and that tends to be problematic at some point. Yeah, you know, I always thought that uh, 
Most of the times, we don't really start learning about benefits and entitlements until about six months before you get out of the service. And I know it's supposed to be two years. I, I at one point, tried to put it into the educational system and the non-commissioned officers' education system and the officers' education system to start about learning about those benefits. But that's that's a real struggle for a lot of people. How important do you think is to have the spouse involved in that process? Oh, tremendously important. In fact, that's one of the best practices. If, if folks get nothing from our conversation, I'd say that point you made is a really good one, Sergeant Major, because um, often what happens is you don't really realize this. And the, so if a veteran passes, okay, and some of the reasons they pass are related to service and they're service connected, there are benefits for the spouse, okay, and the family member. So it's important they know about it. And, and unfortunately, what happens is if they don't know about it, the veteran passes, and now they're in for this big surprise. They end up having to deal with the VA, deal with benefits. That's the worst possible situation. Grief and bureaucratic stress. Nothing is worse, right? So the sooner folks know what's going to happen if something were to happen to their veteran, the better they're able to plan for it. So I would say, again, early, and really it's incumbent on the veteran to explain to their family what this is all about and what ha- what it means. It isn't just if you're have a disability compens you know getting disability compensation, you know what happens to that check and what are you know what are the different things that it sets in motions and how do you access it? So it's very very important families know if their veteran is getting benefits from VA. Yeah, one of the, one of the problems you really have is when when a veteran does pass and if you haven't educated your spouse about that, uh, they'll struggle for a long time just trying to get through that uh, the VA uh, gauntlet. I guess I'm not even sure what well, you want to talk. And, and, and it's even more than struggling. Unfortunately, there's a whole group of people out there. The the, the phraseology is pension poachers mm-hmm. who prey on these folks and say, "Hey, you know your veteran passed." You can pay me money and I'll go help you get your benefits. Yeah. So they will end up paying for something they could get at no cost if they had sort of set in motion the planning and the preparation in advance. So there's actually some, you know, an evil dark side to this that we want to make sure folks know know about and, and avoid. Well, the other side of that, and you just made me think about it, I'm, uh, could they get scammed or some of this stuff? Is there absolutely, scam- absolutely. It, there's a you know, there's a special place in hell for people like this. <laughs> I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But they exist, and they do prey on folks who are just unaware of the system. So you know, it's kind of old people in general, but certainly spouses of veterans who you know are not prepared for this. And again, they'll end up paying for stuff that they probably shouldn't pay for. Yeah. And one question, and we'll take a quick break in a minute, but what if uh, if you don't fill out the paperwork or you don't have it correctly filled out, I guess when somebody passes away, do they immediately stop paying your check? Is uh, uh, How does that work? I mean, so, so if you have disability compensation and you pass, right, it should end on, it should end. Okay. Yeah. So ideally, ideal, so, so you're kind of getting to a couple points. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes a while for the VA to know the veteran has passed. So the check could be coming in for several months or more. When they find out the veterans passed, they'll now have to go and re- reclaim that money. Oh, that's terrible. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those awkward situations. And amidst all the grief, they're not thinking, oh, I better tell the VA my veteran passed, but you probably should. So you want to you want to deal with that right away. But what they can also do is like we'll set in motion what's something called DIC, Dependency Indemnity Compensation which is available for the spouse in the example we're talking about, which isn't as much, but it is something, right? That's why your earlier question about how soon should they begin learning about it as soon as possible so they're preparing for 
you know, the inevitable for all of us, but in this example, a veteran passing. Yeah, this, this is such a great discussion. I think we should have an educational program. Maybe it should come out of the VA or something, that that really uh, online program for military spouses to teach them about. I guess they could probably go online with their, with their spouse anyway. Yeah, well, you know, that's a really good point. Unfortunately, you know, sort of like all of life is either too easy and you don't understand it or so complicated, you don't want to spend time doing it. I think benefits are one of those things. You can easily make it so complicated, yeah. so hard, your 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 you know, eyes just glaze over. So it's really conversations like this won't have an effort to make it easier for folks to understand. Yeah. Last thing, I'm going to take a quick break. I, I, the problem you have is people just don't learn about their benefits. And, and they right. don't, and they don't do it to the last. A whole lot of thoughts are. We, I, this is a great discussion. I don't don't go anywhere. <laughs> We're talking with Dr. Paul Lawrence, author, veteran advocate, and your next mission video podcast with your host Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major Army. And don't forget, if you're enjoying this discussion, you're not enjoying this discussion. Something's wrong with you. But please uh, like us. Click on that subscribe button below. Also, click on the bell next to the subscribe button to receive all the notifications of our upcoming podcast releases. Uh, sir, we recently took a poll to find out, which I thought was really interesting, a poll to find out uh, three benefits our veterans are most interested in. It's really funny because we've been talking about one. Number one was disability. Number two was uh, VA home loans. And number three was education. Uh, we'll cover VA home loans in, in part two, I think, in, on uh, our series and financial wellness and education in part uh, three of the series. So let's talk about a little bit more about disability. Uh, so we have a lot more to, so, so we have a lot more to discuss about disability. When, when should you put your disability claim in, I guess? Well, so one way you can do this is there's a program called BDD, Benefits um, Delivery to Discharge. So about six months before you leave, you can begin to apply for the disability compensation mm -hmm. and do it then. So ideally you do it then so that when you finally do leave on day one as a veteran, your benefits are now for disability compensation are in effect. So if, if service members have a chance to do BDD, uh, they should do that in advance. But if not, they should do it as soon as possible once they're a veteran. Now, kind of the problem is one of the real big challenges is folks leave the service when they're young and they think nothing's wrong with them. Yeah. Then later they wake up and find out, gee, something is wrong with me and I think it's related to the service. And I'll give you a true example that multiple veterans have told me about. I left, I was fine. 20 years later, my hearing is really going. Okay. And I know this was because I was around loud noises. I rode in tanks. I did the kind of things you did in the artillery and all these different places. Right. And so not having that kind of previously on their record makes it harder later to deal with. So it's important that you sort of keep track of your medical condition while you're in, while you're serving, and then also what that means when you get out, right? And so some of these things may crop up later. And if you sort of are aware of what possibly happened and understand it, that will make it just easier for you. Another good example, right? Perhaps you're, you know, we were talking earlier about going to airborne school. You know, gee, you hurt your back. Well, you're 25, life is great. You don't realize it 20 years later, your back is really causing you problems. Having gone to the doctor when you, you know, found out your back bothers you in the service kind of enables you to have that on the record. So later when someone comes in and says, was that service connected? You could say, yeah, look, here's my record 30 years ago. I went in to see the doctor because I had hurt my back and see, that's where it began. So that's what you just need to think about that. Yeah. One of the things I always have a problem with is, is, and you just hit it on the head. When I was a young soldier, 
And really, all the time through my military career, I never really went to the doctor. I didn't have any problems. And if I did, I'd go in. I wasn't really, I really wasn't concerned about having it documented in my records, even though they put it in. And unfortunately, when I got out, my, you know, most people that get out after 36 years or packets are about like that, that. Mine was probably about that big. And, uh, and to be honest with you, I really didn't apply for disability when I got out. I thought, oh, you know, Army's been good enough to me. But I think that we should do a better job about educating people about putting that documentation in the records when they first come into service. And we don't, we don't do a real good job about that. Yeah, no, that's absolutely important because sort of there's three things you need for disability compensation. You know, unfortunately, you know, some evidence that you know, your, your disability or your injury happened while you were in service, right? So you have some documentation of it. Your service record will show that you were in fact in service during this period of time, right? Your DD-214. And then finally, that the condition exists now when you go to claim for it, right? It, it didn't get better, so to yeah. speak, right? So the hard one is, of course, that first one is, did you keep a record of it? So if you didn't go see the doctor, there are ways to, you know, recreate the evidence, buddy statements. Hey, my friend, my buddy saw me get injured when I jumped out of the airplane, for example. They can attest to that and help you. But it's really important when you think about how to apply for disability compensation. While you can do it yourself online, getting help of a veteran service officer, I mean, they speak this language and they know how this is done and they can help folks who maybe didn't have the records all figured out, you know, recreate it in a way that the VA can understand it. So again, getting someone to help you with your claim is not a sign of weakness. It's just they speak the special language and they can just help you do that. And again, you can get a service officer at no cost from your state Department of Veterans Affairs, from the traditional VSOs, Wounded Warrior Project, perhaps if you're a post 9-11 veteran, DAV, American Legion, VFW. Again, no cost alternatives to help you with your claim. Yeah, one of the things too is I waited like uh, six years or seven years before I ever applied. Uh, and then when I did apply, it, uh, I think I've told you a story before, I did apply, they, they gave me 30%. And I just couldn't figure that out. So I uh, appeal the process. And then of course right. they give me 50 and then I appeal that process. And I, you know, and it's really sort of, how come it's so difficult? Uh, it, it almost seems like they want to say no right off the bat. It's, and I know that's probably not true. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is factually not true, but I understand it. If you get a no, that's what you think, right? About 75% of the claims are proved. Okay. So it's, you know, the, probably the greatest predictor of what goes on is the thoroughness of the claim. So I don't want to make fun of what you did all those years ago when you only got 30%, but generally <laughs> having all the evidence yeah. and getting it presented clearly greatly aids the claim kind of going through the system, you know, efficiently and getting approved. That tends to be the big problem. Often there's just interpretations and things yeah. that just need to be clarified. So I think you're aware, Jack, from previous podcasts, the whole appeals process got modernized in 2019. So there's ways now to more quickly appeal and clarify and get the right information in front of somebody who's going to make the decision. So unfortunately, you know, especially around disability compensation, things are complex. It's yeah. not an easy system to navigate. And there's a lot of reasons why that is. Congress, you know, writes laws that are hard to figure out. There's processes and procedures and there's lawsuits that, you know, put constraints on the system too. So it's just, it just can be tedious, but unfortunately you just got to bear through it. But again, a thorough complaint, a thorough claim tends to be processed, you know, most effectively. Yeah, that's why I like people like you uh, in the system. Sometimes you get to talk to people and you seem like they, they don't care. 
Uh, and you probably get a lot of complaints. I don't know if you get a lot of complaints like that, but it seems like they're, uh, it's more of a job versus really trying to assist the veteran a little bit more. I mean, yeah. do you get, I mean, do, when you was there, did you get complaints like that? Like that you seems like they don't care about trying to help me. Um, yeah. So that's, so, you know, when you, when you deny benefits, it's hard to make those people happy, right? Oh, absolutely. Say, hey, look, yeah, everything yeah. has been perfect, but your claim doesn't have merit. Okay. And so I understand that, you know, or if you give them 70% and they think they get worth, you know, they should have got a hundred percent. I understand this. There's always a feeling of, you know, it wasn't what I expected. And of course my buddy who just stubbed his toes got it so much better. So there's a lot of that. But by <laughs> and large, I found, I found the folks at VA to be super conscious, conscientious, hardworking people who wanted to do the right thing at the Veterans Benefits Administration when I was there, like 55% of the employees were veterans. And contrary to popular rumors and urban legend, they got no special thing if they approved or disapproved. There wasn't like a bonus if you disapproved people. That was just not true. And it was really, it was really painful to hear people talk about, I know your plan is deny until we die. And, and nothing could be further from the truth, but I understand why people thought that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, I'm glad you said there's 60% of the people that work at the VA are are veterans too. That's important. Uh, it's important to know because I, I'm sure they have a vested interest in in making sure they do all for our veteran community. And I gotta I gotta tell you something. I, I worked with some people uh, not too long ago about the about a uh, a person that had passed away, and I contacted the Veterans Administration, and they went out of their way to make sure that uh, that that family was taken care of with everything they needed. So this is a great discussion. Hold that thought. Don't you go anywhere. I got to do a little bit of housework here real quick. We got a lot more to talk about, so don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're watching your Next Mission video podcast. You're watching your Next Mission video podcast, proudly presented by Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, you're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. Start your comeback at PurdueGlobal.edu. USAA. A promise is a trust not to be broken. Whether spoken with an oath or sealed with a pinky. And after 100 years, we're still taking care of the military community and their families. That's our mission, always. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. Welcome back to part one of three-part series we call Teaching Moments with Dr. Paul Lawrence. I want all of our viewers to reach out to directly. Tell us about your transition. Tell us what topics you'd like to cover. I always tell everybody, this is not my show, this is our show. Tell us what you want us to talk about on the show. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134, and I'll actually reach back out to you. Or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. We're blessed to be here today with Dr. Paul Lawrence, a businessman, author, passionate veteran advocate, and former Undersecretary for Benefits of the VA Veterans Administration. Sir, we're heading into our final segment here today, and I, 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 Chris, I've enjoyed this so much, and I hope you've enjoyed it just as much as I have. I just have a couple more questions. 
Can you tell our viewers where they can find out about, you know, about their benefits and uh, where they can find out really about more about their benefits? Sure. Probably the best source is the VA's website, va.gov, and you write in questions and answers and look there. It's a little tedious, but I know they've done a better job to try to bring sort of the Reader's Digest version of the information to the front of it. Okay, so that's one way. And again, the other thing is don't forget enlisting a service officer from your state or from the veteran service organizations. They can help you navigate the system and explain what's possible. So there's sources of information online at the website, as well as people who will assist you at no cost. What, what about, what about you know, there's, uh, you know, our old Vietnam veterans, a lot of guys probably at my age a little bit, they probably don't use the computer very much. What about them? Yeah. How do they get assistance? So certainly, um, well, they can call VA directly. Um, there's a line to talk benefits. It's um, 800-827-1000, okay? And, 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 and again, they can call their state and talk to a veteran service organization, a veteran service officer. But you're right, there's a lot of folks that, you know, don't use the computer. But all, also don't remember, as our veterans age, often they have a caregiver, and maybe the caregiver is more computer savvy. So I wouldn't want to just think they can't access the computer themselves. Perhaps there's someone in their life who can help them. Yeah, you know, I use my grandkids. <laughs> they come and help me just maneuver all through that stuff. Uh, you sure. know, be, uh, we're, we're getting down to the final, but before we go anywhere, uh, everyone knows you have a, a new book that's coming out July 4th uh, entitled Veterans Benefits for You. Can you talk a little bit about that? I'm going to prop it up here so we're squared away. Oh, sure. It actually kind of stems from conversations like this. What I learned when I was at VA was the information about benefits was hard to understand. And there are so many different benefits. It was very hard to find a source that had them all. So in this book I wrote, you know, just recently, but after I got out was here's an explanation of all the benefits that you would get from the Veterans Benefits Administration. Here's the information written not by a lawyer and designed so that you could understand it. And you, perhaps you remember this, but towards the last year I was there in 2020 was a pandemic. I did telephone town halls where I fielded questions from veterans. So I actually heard some of this frustration and, you know, I don't understand. Can you explain this to me? Who can help me? So that helped me figure out what to put in the book. And it's all right there. It's about 200 ish pages, pretty straightforward. I really try to write it at a level that you could understand and sort of figure out how to navigate the system. Well, there's a lot of things that that changed in benefits and entitlements. I don't know if they change yearly or monthly or whatever. Are you going to have like an update every every couple of years oh, or yeah. something? Oh, yeah. No, I've already gotten suggestions from folks who've seen it in advance about, hey, don't forget this and don't forget that. So absolutely. Okay. So so where do they where do they buy the book? Where can they get the book? Is it on Amazon sure, or something? Of course, you know, like everything in life at Amazon. You simply, <laughs> you know, search my name or search the title Veteran Benefits for You. You can order it right there. I believe it's $24.95. So it's reasonably priced and, uh, you know, make makes a great Father's Day for the veteran in your, a gift veteran in your life, you know. Well, for you veterans that are listening out there, don't complain. Get the book, read about it, and then send Dr. Lawrence a, a note or, or whatever. Contact him in some way to tell him what to put in the next book. That for sure. Sir, first of all, let, let me thank you for what you're doing. I mean, I always tell people all the time that I talk to, like yourself, uh, that, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about taking care of veterans uh, because of your connection with your family and your service and everything. You're not just talking about it. You're doing something to make a difference for the veteran community. And I think the last number I've got, I've got a couple different numbers. I guess the, the, there's about 17, 17 million veterans. Is that correct? 
at about nine. It is a little closer to 18 million, but you're right, 17 to some change. Yeah, but there's only about 9 million that use the VA. I've been told that That's too. That's right. Yeah. 9 million use the healthcare system and about 6 million get benefits. Okay. I got to ask you one question here before we go. Why doesn't more of those veterans use the, the VA? Do you have any well, idea? It's a, it, it's a range of answers from the very good answers, which they are so well off, they use private health care. So mm-hmm. that's a good answer, right? Or others are simply, they've been so turned off, they don't want to go to the VA. So it yeah. ranges in between kind of whatever. However, what we used to talk about back in the day was, you know, give the VA a second chance. It is getting better, and they're trying to make that experience better. So if you've been turned off before, you know, maybe go back and give them a second chance to see that things are things are better and the system is moving in the right place. Yeah. Well, I'd, sir, again, thank you. Uh, thank you for what you're doing and what. thank you for what you continue to do. Any, any unfortunately, this is where I got to say, any final thoughts, anything that maybe we uh, should have talked about and we didn't? No, thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Two quick things I guess I'd point out, you know, read in the book or elsewhere about DIC. That's the benefit for service members. So family members, when your veterans passes and don't forget, there is a benefit that's means tested for veterans who are hard on their luck, I would say, called pension. Mm -hmm. They test your assets and they can give you a small monthly payment to make sure that you're 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 okay if you're going experiencing some difficult times. So those are two other benefits. Maybe we can discuss that another time in more detail. Oh, that's good. Thank you very much again, sir. Uh, thank you for what you're doing. And keep up the good work, and I'm here to help you as much as I can, that's for sure. Thank you. Thanks to Dr. Paul Lawrence for being with us today. And remember, he'll be back with us next week to talk about financial wellness in part two of our series. And I'm Jack Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, and you've been watching your next mission video podcast. And thank you for watching today. Please visit our website at yournextmission.org and leave me a review. You can also visit our nonprofit partners there who can provide you with so many services that will assist you from your transition from the military. Also, please visit our corporate partners and see all the jobs that are available. Please know we want to assist you any way we can. I, and I'm going to say this twice every week. It's just it's not Dr. Lawrence, myself, everybody that we're associates, please know we all want to assist you any way we can. Please follow me on all my social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Rumble. And if you enjoyed the discussion with Dr. Lawrence, and I know that you have, please like us. Click on that subscribe button below. And also don't forget to click on the bell next to it to, that uh, the subscribe button that'll send you all the shows that uh, we're currently doing. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134 or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Thanks again to Dr. Lawrence for joining us today. It was just great having him on the show. Remember, please watch part two of our series with Dr. Paul Lawrence next week when we'll be talking about financial wellness. And, And it just makes me feel so good when I talk to people like Dr. Lawrence that that really want to make a difference for our veteran community. You know, there's so many veterans out there that we talked about numbers a minute ago. I think it's, he said it was closer to 18 million uh, veterans. Only 9 million veterans use the VA. I guess my question would be why, if you're a veteran and you have some medical issues or you need some assistance and you qualify, you served in the military, Use the VA. And if you've been upset about something one time, go back. Just like doctor said, use them the second time. They'll help you. They'll assist you any way you can. I just don't want you to think that you're out there by yourself. We all want to help you. 
Again, thanks for watching. Thanks to New Mind Studios and of course, our presenting sponsors, Navy Federal Credit Union and Purdue University Global. We appreciate all you do for our military. And as always, see you on the high ground. hoo You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.